This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, we started a new feature here. It's called the PR Podcast Plug, where we spotlight a PR pro's passion project. Now, that could be your newsletter, could be your blog, could be your Twitter spaces chat, uh, something that you do that you love. It's not necessarily a hustle, but it's just something you do on the side that really gets your, your juices flowing. And if you want to get plugged and share that success, with our community here. Uh, we want to plug you here at the top of the podcast. We do one plug a week. Send us a DM to the PR podcast on Twitter. We'll slide you up into the top of an upcoming episode, just like we'll slide into your DMs. Uh, it's a great way to promote yourself and what you love. And we really want to share it and hear about it. So send us a DM on Twitter at the PR podcast, and we'll plug you as part of this feature, the PR podcast plug. We also want you to be a guest on the PR podcast. Send us a DM on Twitter as well. Tell us why you should be a guest and we'll sign you up. If you have a, this is the way I describe it. If you have a role in the news making process, whether you're a PR pro, you're an, a reporter, an editor, a videographer, photographer, you work in SEO. If you have a, a role in working with clients or working with news subjects and you play a role in how news gets made, we want to hear your perspective. So let us know again, a DM to the PR podcast on Twitter and we'll get you plugged in to an upcoming episode. Let's get on to our guest. Another great one this week. Let's get right into it. Tamara Sykes is a PR manager at Postale and co-host of the weekly PR Lunch Hour on Twitter Spaces. And if you don't know Twitter, uh, Twitter PR Lunch Hour on Twitter Spaces, look it up. Every Friday, noon Eastern time, you've got to be a part of this. It's, it's a terrific conversation uh, with PR pros from the PR community. Uh, and several people who are on that PR lunch hour every week have been on the show. Uh, Tamara's digital marketing background and extraordinary communication skills are instrumental in delivering earned mentions for individual lawyers and mid-sized firms. She helps clients create the ideal public persona that supports their digital and traditional marketing. Tamara, welcome to the PR podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's just jump in on the Twitter spaces thing right away because it's a terrific weekly discussion. It's a lot of fun. Yes. It's, for all us, it's for all of us PR people to geek out about what we do. We talk about stuff, but tell us, you and a couple other people created it. it tell us about it. Yeah, for sure. So the name of the space is PR Lunch Hour. You know, the idea is that you come with your lunch and we all like just geek out on PR. Like you said, we talk about crises, we talk about hot topics. We look at it from a PR you know, perspective. And I actually co-host this with two amazing PR professionals, uh, Tanya McKenzie and Michelle Garrett. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, Michelle is PR is us, Tanya is Tanya McKenzie, and I am Postali Tamara. So feel free to follow us and join in every Friday at 9 a.m. or 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's great that we have you on because now we have already had Tanya and Michelle on. So now we have had all three hosts of the PR lunch hour on the PR podcast. And I, so I'm throwing feather in my cap for finally getting you on the show. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, it, it is a great conversation. It's a lot of fun. It typically runs beyond the one hour that we allot because we've been on there. We, I mean, we've, we've gone deep and long on some, some of the discussions that we have, but yeah. they're really great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. I know like a recent one was Peloton. Then we talked about NF- the NFL. It's just really cool to look at the news from an objective perspective. And as a professional, that's what we have to do is we have to like, you know, break it down, understand what the messaging is, understand what the real story is. Are they telling all the stories? Is there bias involved? You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I love it, even though I, of course, am co-hosting, but I love just sitting and listening. And there are also times when we also share tips on how you can be a successful PR professional too. So it's a, it's a win-win. Definitely come join us for an hour or just pop in and listen and then pop back out. It's totally fine. And I, I especially love how each of you three ladies who are the, the co-hosts bring your individual personalities and you kind of, you kind of each play your own individual role. I mean, it, yes. in my, in my perception, you know, Tanya is like the take no prisoners narrator. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> She's great. Yes. Um, and, and, and Michelle is sort of the, the quiet, calmer kind of, um, uh, uh, not, not thought, thoughtful is the wrong word. She is thoughtful, but that's not the word I'm going for. And then, and then you kind of occupy that middle ground where you're always yes. bringing up something new. Yes. I learn something from you every week and it's oh, really thanks. terrific. Oh, I do. Absolutely. And I think that's the great part about, you know, whether it's that discussion or this discussion is we always try to share new information, mm-hmm. you know, about what we do. We don't want to go over the same old ground about, oh, I write a press release, right? Yeah. But it's like, how do we do our thing and how do we do it better? And what do we see the changes going on in our industry? Uh, And and how can we share that information with everybody else? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do at Postale. Yeah. So I recently got promoted to PR manager. So I'm very excited to share that. Yay. Um, But what I do, I manage visibility for our clients. I mean, I help them with, of course, what we know as traditional PR. So if they need a press release, we do that. Typically it's for awards or like a firm name change or anything like that. Or if they want to be placed in the news for a story, I had this really cool story last year. I mean, it's not cool necessarily. It's really sad. But um, one of our clients actually has a civil rights practice area at his firm. So he was actually representing someone who was um, unfortunately attacked by police canines. So that was a very interesting story. So there are times when, you know, we're starting going to, we go on a national level. And then other times and also helping our SEO team actually help gain just more links and just more brand awareness online with their content. So I span the whole spectrum. That's a great uh, place that I want to bring our conversation to because, you know, when I think a lot of people think about PR, they think about us as media relations people, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're interacting with press. And that's kind of what we built the show, this show around here too, is because that's, I think, probably 90% of what we do as PR people is we interact with press. But there's yeah. lots of other things that PR people do that don't involve interacting with press. And you just run down a few could you maybe talk about how you bring those different elements in to service your clients and, and get them the, the, the exposure and notoriety that they deserve? Yes. Um, I mean, honestly, it's the other pieces come into play because we're dealing with small business owners at the end of the day. They are small to mid-sized law firms, but a lot of times we also have to set that foundation. Like Michelle, one of my co-hosts talks about this a lot. Setting the foundation to make sure they are ready for a PR push is a lot of times what I'm doing. Uh, outside of, you know, media relations and what everyone thinks of PR as. So there's that part where our agency does the branding and I get involved in the content. I get involved in what kind of topics we want to talk about. Um, And I honestly just live at the top of funnel. So if they want to have a goal, for example, of being known as a thought leader 
for road safety. That comes up a lot. Then I basically help them message that and figure out where they need to be, how they should speak, you know, media train them. And then also making sure that do you have your social media? Is it, engage, is it engaging? Is it active? Do we have everything consistent to match your website? Like there's a lot of different pieces that go into it. You know, facilitating the conversations is a big one. Um, making sure that we're prepped for those conversations is another one. So I see PR as a good catch-all for digital marketing in my mind, because I think we touch every single area and we are also able to be the voice of reason at the table. So that's what I do. Let's talk about how um, you have that conversation with your clients about getting them ready for PR, right? Mm -hmm. And, and the, you know, sort of laying the foundation, like you said, before you can jump out there and write a press release or send a pitch to a reporter or reach out in some way to get some kind of publicity, you've got to make sure that you're prepared. What's the yeah. conversation that you have? And, and, and we're specifically talking about the, the sort of the mid-sized businesses that you work with, right? Mm -hmm. What's the conversation that you have with them to set them up for that success? Honestly, it's like an onboarding conversation. I think of it as like part of just the client success journey is you have to talk to them and ask them, what is the expected outcome? What do you want to be known for? A lot of times clients come to PR professionals or even marketing agencies and just say, I, you know, I want this ha to happen. It's like the moon, the sun and the stars, which is great. We want dreamers. <laughs> um, however, it's also important to like say, okay, we hear you love the dream. It's achievable. It's doable. Or we can set up, you know, a path to make that more achievable and doable than what it seems like now. But honestly, what is the result you want? What do you want to be known for? Like actually make them think about it. Once I get that answer, then I'm able to decide what tactics we should use. And then after that, then I can say, okay, let's just do a recap. Here's what you want to, to happen. This is the end result that you desire. Then, okay, here are the tactics that are gonna get you there. And now we need to also do this to actually make you prepared for those tactics. So it does happen a lot with like speaking opportunities. Sometimes people want to speak, but they have no like audio or anything showing that, that they've spoken at all. So how is a podcaster or um, a T like you want to be on TV? Like how are they supposed to know how you speak, how you present if you don't have any sort of video that they can like just look at? Um, if you don't have a press page, how does anyone know you're open <laughs> to journalists reaching out to you directly like it seems so tiny but it's just like those small things and sometimes that can happen quickly like in three months and sometimes it takes a little bit longer because you have to then work through mindset and training with your clients so I like to always find out what is your end result and then work backwards to really have that conversation and show them how we can achieve what they want very smart approach I I, I love that and, and I do my own version of that as well um, and I love how you called out there. Sometimes it can happen quickly, like in three months. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you know she always said an hour. That's quick, that can be, that's quick. When you're going from zero, that's quick. And I think it, some people think that, oh, you just call the newspaper and send something to the reporter and have them write a story about it. Um, no. it, it, it can happen quickly like that, but, and to your point of set, laying the foundation and setting them up for success, if you want to be 
if you want to have long-lasting results, if you want to have results that are truly impactful, as opposed to just that, what I call the moose head that you clip out of the newspaper, frame it and hang it on your wall, right? right? You don't want the moose head. You want the true impact. You want Mm -hmm. the thing that um, really resonates to your mission you know, why you get out of bed in the morning and run your business or do your thing. Right. And that's the stuff that's really going to lay roots. Exactly. Uh, And that's what we do as publicists is, is we help a client put down true roots with the media. Um, what, what are some of the things that, what are some of the elements maybe that you use to help lay that foundation? What are some of the things that you do with your clients to get them ready for publicity put? Thankfully, I will say this, I do have a team that helps me. So I'm not doing all on my own, which is also amazing. But I mean, again, it's going through and saying like, I like to use this example. I always, I've asked clients this multiple times. Like if you were on the New York Times, there was a headline tomorrow, what would you want it to be? Because even just asking them and saying like, oh, what do you want to be known for? It doesn't actually generate a lot of thought sometimes. So I have to use a, you know, an outlet that they're familiar with and say, if it was like the biggest headline ever in the world, what would you want to be known for? And that element, that like part of the onboarding questionnaire per se, it gets me a lot of surprising answers. Um, For example, we have a bankruptcy attorney who like I asked her that and in reality, her answer was that she wants to be known as someone to help like, you know, create a really good personal fight, like financial health. That was her thing. But as a bankruptcy attorney, if I had just gone on the path of looking at bankruptcy, 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 I would have never uncovered her passion for personal finance and her messaging around that. So it always is really more of a question to me. I almost like interview them in a way. And then I find out what my next question is usually what tactics are you open to? I have some clients who do not want to do podcasts. Um, (laughs) They don't want to speak. They would rather talk to the reporter offline and just have it quoted. That is all they want to happen. And it's good to know because then I'm not going to actually like send them any podcast opportunities or go down that path. And it's a win-win for both of us. There's also that element of if I do have to get involved with their branding, like if they're rebranding, like back again to who do you want to be known for? What kind of, you know, image do you want to have out there? And then that does actually contribute to the colors they choose, um, what adjectives they use, (laughs) like a whole, it's a lot of fun, honestly, to me. But it really is about asking questions, getting them to think and like walking them through that process. It's not really like an email them and get the response back. It is definitely a conversation. And sometimes you might have to start, stop so they can think about it. But it's it's a conversation and it can change at any point too. I mean, part of being a PR professional is being flexible. So if they do change their mind, I mean, we might have to start over. <laughs> but Oh my goodness. Fle- Flexible, flexible, like literally tying ourselves in knots sometimes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I, yes, it literally is. a. T- I mean, we just have to be adaptable, but I think flexible is really the best, best term because, you know, people can change their mind. Clients can change their mind. Um, and so you just have to be willing to roll with it or also be able to be assertive and say, this is not going to work. Um, this is too late in the game to change that. <laughs> So it's fun, but I really, as far as elements, I mean, there's a lot. We could talk about branding. That's a huge, huge element of it. Um, Making sure their colors are great. Make sure they have headshots. That's a whole fun conversation (laughs) 
to have? Yep. Do we have the right dimensions? Um, if we're going to do a story, do we have all the assets we need? Like, are they readily available? Do I know all the pieces to the puzzle? I mean, we can keep going forever on that route. You really can, right? You really can. And, and I think that's what a lot of people don't appreciate um, mm -hmm. about what goes into the work that we do for the clients. And, and so that's what I think it's our job to educate them and sort of set expectations in that manner. Um, yes. because I think understandably, especially novice clients will come in and they'll say, you know, I want to be in the New York times, I'm, you know, fill in the media outlet, right. Yeah, I want yeah. to be in and, and we'll have that. I'll have that conversation about, well, why, you know, what's the point of being in that outlet? What does that do for you? Um, because nine times out of 10, I want to be in fill in the blank is all about ego mm -hmm. and it's not about a business objective. Um, right. but I love hearing you describe about all those those assets that you need to put in place. And even down to dis, you know, uh, discovering where, what you're comfortable doing. I have one client who is a subject matter expert who is terrific. She's a, uh, she's a, a, a registered nurse and an epidemiologist. And boy, is she busy the last two years, right? But um, she doesn't want to be on TV. She just does not like being on TV. I think it's because she's a little self-conscious and like, she doesn't want to see herself on TV, but that's okay. She's not comfortable being on TV. So we don't pitch her on TV, but, but I had to discover that. And I only discovered it after the first time I put her on TV. She's like, I didn't really like that. <laughs> so like, okay, you're, you're our print expert. No yes. problem. Yeah. Totally. Um, but it's lit. It's little things like that. And, mm -hmm. and it's little things like you describe about, you know, the, the dimensions of a photo. The dimensions of a headshot. I mean, one outlet will need one that's vertical, one horizontal, one that's this, you know, DPI or whatever. You now, now we're going down a rabbit hole, but you get, oh, yeah. I, I hear what you're talking about there. There's so much involved before you push send on a press release or call up that reporter who you think is just perfect for this story. You got to make sure that you've got your assets set up and you've got all your foundation set up. Something as simple as your website. Yeah. Mm. My goodness. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the first place reporters go. Exactly. Right? To, to do the legit test. Like, yes. is this person legit? Where's their website? Where's their social? Do they have social? Um, yes. <laughs> speaking of which, you do a lot of work with SEO. Yes. Right? You, and your, you, you work with a team, you said, and you do yes. a lot of work. T tell me about how SEO and PR integrate. We've had an SEO expert on before, but tell me how you, from the PR side, work with an yes. SEO team to make that all sing together. Yes, it is. I mean, I am going to keep saying this the entire podcast. It starts with a conversation <laughs> because it does. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, as the SEO team is looking for improvement in search results, right? That's what their goal is. And my goal is more so brand awareness and, you know, just improving their profile just publicly, mostly to their audience, not really just to anybody. And there are times when our goals align, especially when it comes to, you know, we traditionally say earned media, but it comes into place with like uh, reputation management, because that was an aspect of that in PR. And so they're doing it in one way and I'm doing it another way. And we need to be aligned on, you know, how we're approaching that. There's also this aspect of content. So I like to look at the funnels is how we've, you know, made that work for us here at Postali is PR is really in charge of any of the top of funnel content. 
So case studies, white papers, quizzes, just things that are, will attract people like your blog posts, anything that's way more beneficial, honestly, to a journalist anyway, or to your audience versus um, SEO focuses a lot more on middle funnel or bottom of funnel. So very like sales oriented content, like, Hey, hire me. Like a journalist doesn't want to see that. Um, (laughs) So that's how we split it out. And, but we always make sure the same story is like, is being told the entire time. So I just come in a lot of times as a consultant with the SEO team to help them understand like, okay, I know these keywords matter. I know, you know, I know all of this matters and I will include it in our PR plan and our messaging. However, we might need to think a little bit higher in order to really secure media coverage. We have to get outside the Google box and just think a little bit more strategically about what story we're telling. And another way too is also, you know, generating links that SEO loves that because that does help when you're moving it up in search results, any sort of website. So it's, you know, again, I can say like, hey, love that we want to rank for this term, but we need to go probably over here, create, you know, do a study, create content, create an infographic, like just add a little bit more media to it. So it's more beneficial to a general audience, to the consumer, to a journalist, and then we can expect backlinks and also pitch it for like, again, it can be linked to if you are on a podcast or you want to contribute content to another site, like that's where I start to really shine and help them out. So it's fun. You said the magic word backlink there. And I find it to be sort of uh, hit or miss when it comes Mm -hmm. to attempting to get backlinks in news articles. Um, My experience is that nine times out of 10, a news organization, we're talking about like the website for a newspaper, the website for a TV station, Mm -hmm. will rarely, if ever, put a backlink to a company's webpage or a person's right. webpage mm-hmm. uh, or something like that, uh, unless it's, um, and, and, and because those media organizations want to keep people on their site, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. they, they, they'll link to another article they might've written about that topic, mm-hmm. but they won't link out from their site. And yeah. working inside of an advertising and marketing agency, as I do, my advertising and marketing colleagues are just aghast at this concept. I know. <laughs> and they're like, why wouldn't they do that? We're like, I well, <laughs> why, don't, why don't we on our own website link out? Same reason. <laughs> Same reason. We are more concerned, as we say in SEO, internal linking than we are the backlink from another website. And it's funny that you bring that up because it is very hard to explain because as a PR professional, I completely understand why, um, you know, they also want to make sure people stay on their website. It really is a good SEO strategy to not always link out to every single person that asks you. And I always try to explain it as, Hey, what are we providing? Like, why would they just link to our homepage? It doesn't add any value to the conversation. If you create a study that has numbers and data, now they have to, because from a journalist right. perspective, it's ethical. So then you need to focus on creating a study or creating something of value, like an image that, you know, showcases numbers or, you know, you have to have something of value to add to the conversation. And when I say it that way, and then I also explain the journey that that <laughs> requires, it does then open up eyes to, oh yeah, it's not like, oh, they don't like me. They don't want to link to me. It's just, why would we link to your homepage or you know, a blog post, even though it's great, 
if it's not adding any value to what's already written by the journalist. And so when you explain it that way, it goes over a lot better. It's like, oh, you're not just telling me they won't link because you don't want to ask. I'm like, no, I'm not asking because I want to keep the relationship and we don't have anything of value to add to their conversation. So let's just focus on, I, one of my teammates said it this way and I loved it. She said, focus on the ROR, return on relationship versus the ROI, return on investment. And I was like, yes, taking it, That's running it. with it, going to yes. stay every time. <laughs> And, and there and there you go. And thank you for saying it out loud. That proves why you need to be creating other content. In addition to asking a reporter for their column inches or their airtime or whatever that news product is, mm -hmm. you also need to be creating additional content that that reporter can then reference. Exactly. And as you said, it adds value to what they're creating. So now they're linking to your infographic. They're embedding your video. Uh, I'm always shooting video with my clients um, constantly. I'm, I mean, packaging B-roll and SOTS. Um, and for those of us, you know, those of you not in the business, B-roll is like the video, the little quick clips of video that the anchor, the TV anchor will talk over. SOTS mm -hmm. is sound on tape. So that's literally the little sound bite. I will shoot a video in it before when we're setting up the story, we're writing the press release or we're creating the pitch or whatever. I will do a video interview, especially when we're doing a press release, we're announcing something. Yeah. I'll do a video interview with the client. I'll create three sots and I'll shoot B-roll and I'll, and I'll create 30 seconds of B-roll. It's like six little five second clips all jammed together that they can re, you know, repeat and rerun as the anchor is talking over the script. You put that in a Google Drive, you put the link at the bottom of the news release, and now suddenly a story that wasn't a TV story is a TV story. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff, I think, that we've got to do. But we, but we don't get to do that if we don't lay the foundation, going back to your original concept, talking about talking the client through, listen, before we go and push send, we've got to create all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love the way you describe creating the stuff that has value. Mm-hmm to be able to link to really yeah. smart. Yeah. Really smart. It's everyone wants to link. I mean, love it. Google loves it. Every other search engine loves it. It's amazing. However, I, I always even use, like, if I see an article, like I'm just reading it on Twitter, I'm always on Twitter or anything else. And I'm just reading an article and I see a link to a study. I always end up taking it and I'll share it with like my SEO teammates or just any teammate and be like, Hey, this is what I'm saying in real time. This is what I'm saying. This is what I mean. Because again, you can say it, but then they're like, Oh, you know, examples always help. Honestly, <laughs> it's like, yep. they believe yep. me, they trust me, but I love to also add an example and show like, Hey, this is what it looks. And also stress that it takes time. Other big thing. A lot of time. Yes. You got to build that calendar. Absolutely. It's not, yeah. it's not a day or two. So where is all this going in your estimation and the work that you're doing? Where do you see our work in getting publicity, for lack of a better word, yeah. <laughs> for our client, right? It's an awful word, but, you know, getting press attention, getting media attention, getting exposure mm -hmm. for our clients. Where do you, putting all this SEO and additional value content, all putting all this in the same bag, where do you see this going? I would say... Sorry. I think where PR is going to go, I mean, I honestly feel like we're basically going to become part of marketing. Like we're going to become that person that becomes like the VP of marketing or 
the you know chief of marketing, head of marketing. The other term I said it initially is just when I even introduced myself was visibility. We really help an individual, a brand, a company, an agency, whatever term you want to use there, become visible to whoever they want to be the right person. And so I really love the idea of visibility. Just that's the all encompassing term for what we do. We, I mean, even if, like you said, you're shooting B-roll, you are doing videos, you're creating audio, like we touch every aspect of marketing and in a way are the hub that brings it all together and make sure it reaches the right person, right time, right place. So I personally like to think that when it comes to a head, it's going to basically be visibility. I love that word. I'm going yeah. to use that word a lot more. Okay, I think yeah, it's go a for great it. word. <laughs> Because, because I think it really, it truly describes what we do, yes, which is we I create, I, and then, like I said, I, I use the word publicity and the, yeah. ugh, I didn't only like that. I <laughs> love the word visibility. I'm going to start, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> go, go for it. I, go and I'm going to, I think we, and as PR people, I think we should all use it. That's what we're creating is visibility yes. for yes. our because clients. Public publicity has this really negative connotation. I think over time, like you have people saying like, all oh, publicity is good. And it's like, and you know, we also have in a social. No, it's media. not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look at Joe you know, Rogan. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and Spotify and Peloton and the list. And every, right. Everybody. Um, publicity is art. Like we, you know, we said this in PR lunch hour, PR needs better PR. And I think visibility is going to help because we also work with social media. We work with so many different like aspects of marketing to make sure their persona is great and protect it too. You know, like we're not just presenting, we're also protecting. So I think, you know, feel free, take it, join the, join the club with the visibility. I love it. We're making, we're making t-shirts and baseball caps. Love it. I will wear it. <laughs> yes. This has been wonderful, Tanner. Thank you so much. Let's uh, segue into the rapid fire question portion of our podcast Ooh. here, yes. uh, where we steal a page from inside the actor's studio. We ask our guests uh, a couple of rapid fire questions. Simple one or two word answers, whatever your gut tells you when you hear it uh, with your indulgence. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Rapid fire question. Number one, what is your favorite news source? Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Well, okay. You may have to change that answer because here comes rapid fire question. Number two, what is your favorite social media platform? Honestly, Pinterest. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. I, I recently got back into Pinterest. Go ahead. Yay. Okay. Uh, Pinterest is really good for seeing trends. Um, Pinterest is also like a visual SEO platform. So if you ever want to like test out SEO and understand how it works, Pinterest is a really good start in my opinion. Um, and I also just love being creative. So it's really good to see how people do visuals differently, which you could probably incorporate in any campaign you're doing or also look at content ideas. I mean, treasure trove of content ideas so love pinterest excellent excellent mm -hmm. yeah twitter uh, uh pinterest and uh youtube are my tiktok <laughs> I, nice. I still don't i still can't do tiktok i'm Me just sure, i'm trying so hard <laughs> rapid fire question number three let's keep this about you right it, yes. it's not about me here. <laughs> okay. rapid fire question number three coffee or alcohol <sighs> coffee <laughs> had to think had to think i think coffee. yes coffee all right rapid fire question number four what is your favorite on the run food Ooh, a cheese danish weird a cheese what danish 
Oh, Danish. I thought you yeah. said dinger. I was like, what? what? I no, thought we were no. describing something new here. I was like, <laughs> oh, what do we got now? Okay. No. Danish, Danish. That's a good one. Yeah. Where do you get the cheese Danish? Is it like a Starbucks. deli or is it a Starbucks? Starbucks, any local deli is also fine. I just love them. And it's like small enough to satisfy me, but not make me skip like actually eating a plate of food. That makes sense. I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. And rapid fire question number five. What do you want to be after you finish this career? Woo, a heavy question. I would love to open a nonprofit that helps uh, women-owned, minority-owned businesses succeed with their marketing. I love that answer. That is fantastic. All right, we will, we will, we will watch this space for that <laughs> career uh, in, in decades from now because you have a, a, a long and storied career ahead of you. Yes, thank you. Well, Tamara, this has been a great conversation. Please let people how, know how they can find you online. Yeah. So website, I'm going to say postali.com. That's P-O-S-T-A-L-I.com. Uh, email is tsykes at postali.com. And then for social media, postali Tamara. So. All right, Tamara, thank you so much for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The PR Podcast and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and on the web at JodyFisherPR.com. We'll see you next time on The PR Podcast. <laughs>